You've played the missions, but do you really know the lore? We are here to be your guides. Your guardians. This is Guardians of Lore. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, and good night, Guardians. Welcome to Guardians of Lore. This is episode 126, recorded September 12th, 2021. The topic for this episode, and for the next couple episodes, is going to be Shira's story. This episode is part one. I'm going to be the host this time. I am Elemist. Hi, I'm Orchid. And we've got some podcast info. We encourage feedback. That can be sent to us on Twitter, at Guardians underscore Lore, at Hey It's Orchid, or at I underscore am underscore Elemist. You can email us at guardians underscore lore at outlook.com. You can leave us a review wherever you find the podcast. And if you do, let us know about it. We like reading them. Uh, you could also jump into our Discord. The invite is down in the episode description. And lastly, you can also find our info on thelorenetwork.com alongside many impressive lore content creators. We're there too. Hasn't changed. Nope. So this week at Guardians of Lore, the Twoggle. The Twoggle. Happy birthday, Destiny. It's been seven years. Yeah. Can you believe it? I do, actually. It feels like seven years sometimes. Sometimes it does. But, yeah. like, I, I I was really big on soloing things. Like, doing solo LFG kind of stuff. I, I didn't have a clan in D1. And for the first expansion and a half for d2 but when i actually found my clan is when i actually started getting all the friends that i currently have and that's pretty much when i consider myself to have actually really gotten into destiny that's when we met and we became friends yep mm -hmm. and the hyvens and and cranny and all those people yep mm-hmm we met through our mutual friend, uh, Mr. Crantastic. <laughs> it's his current name in game. I just call him Cranny. I think we met playing Crucible. I think we were playing comp together. Probably. I think. Yeah. I think we were playing with Flamin, you and me. Uh, just Flamin. It was just like, yeah, I think it was, we were just like randomly playing Crucible together. And that's how we met. Yeah. One of those many years ago. Rest is history. Me and Crucible, who knew? God, it feels like it's forever. I know. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> God. Um, feels like forever. <laughs> Jeez Louise. But yeah, so mm -hmm. thank you, Bungie, for giving us the game that I have sunk almost a decade into. Yeah. Thank you. It's changed both of our lives completely it for the better i did not imagine i would be doing this yeah for the better so thank you happy birthday destiny as much as we we poke and prod at some of the issues like oh yeah we really do love the game yeah i mean it, it wouldn't be destiny if we didn't hate it right oh my god you're right <laughs> right I couldn't imagine doing I wouldn't I wouldn't have three podcasts and sink this much time into the game if I didn't love it 
I can hear you shooting right now. I know that was my cat food dispenser in the kitchen. <laughs> See, that sounded like a pulse rifle, but okay. <laughs> Did it? No, it was cat food dropping <laughs> into the food bin because it's six o'clock. So yeah, uh, next thing on our, our mm-hmm. list, uh, something happened a couple of weeks ago. Yeah. Several weeks ago. I'm still not sure. Um, because what is time? I know. So many things have happened because we've been on vacation and the new season came out. And um, <laughs> I think we, I swear to God, we mentioned this um, at the beginning of the new season. But I'm just going to mention it again. Mm-hmm. Because like to me, it was really special. And so it'll be really brief. But Dr. Lupo played with what I think think because i recognize one of the people who was playing um the london philharmonic orchestra because i recognize one of the violinists the um played the deep stone crypt raid live with them for intel gamer days and it was really just like a transformative experience and it was it, it was just it was mind-blowing it was it was it was mind-boggling it was amazing so they didn't do it live like they didn't live stream the thing they had already filmed it yeah but they live streamed kind of the reaction and everything so he watched it live with intel and so that was i think on the 27th of august because it was the day before the new season came out i think all i know is um when they got to the jumping puzzle and deep stone lullaby played mm -hmm. i still cried I cried so much when that came out. I was at work watching this on my phone. Um, and I had sent it to Elemist when it was live, when they were streaming it. And I'm like, you have to fucking watch this right now. Yeah. Um, but it was, for me, as as a violinist, like as a n- no longer professional violinist, but was once just because like COVID's, really just kind of changed everything for me because everything like you can't have gatherings anymore and so a lot of things have just like shut down completely yeah especially just in the pacific northwest and in california a lot of performances have closed so a lot of musicians have just stopped playing which really sucks i don't play nearly as much as i used to like because i'm like strictly a symphony musician i don't do like solo performances because i play i play second violin like i'm not a soloist like i play with a symphony like i play with a ballet symphony there's a difference what what happened to your first violin it's it's in a box okay (laughs) i only play my second violin i don't play my first violin god (laughs) you think i play the first violin that's hilarious (laughs) I don't like playing high, all right? I like playing low. <laughs> Maybe I don't want to play in the stratosphere all the time. <laughs> Gosh. No, but watching them play and actually like get to play and enjoy the music has been it it made me really kind of miss playing and it was really enjoyable to hear all of the Destiny music like live. It was really nice. Yeah. So if you get a chance, you should go back and try to find it. It was in the TWAB from, oh gosh, what day was it from? It was from the 2nd. So it was the September 2nd. From the 2nd of September. Mm-hmm. 
September 2nd, 2021 was from that TWAB. So if you can go back and find it, you should, because it is amazing. They actually put a link straight to Deep Stone Lullaby in it, but, you know, you can definitely go back and actually just, like, watch the whole thing is really, really great. Yeah. So, and it actually... um the way that they're playing it is a lot like how pit musicians play for musicals because you have to vamp a lot of things and it's a lot of watching the conductor who is watching the people on stage and so it's a lot of knowing how many times you have to repeat something especially if there's a lot of spoken lines and it's not always the same every night like I've played in a lot of like pit symphonies or pit orchestras where you have to watch. And so that is very like reminiscent and very similar to playing in a pit. Okay. Um, which, yeah. So it's actually, that's a really good example of, of if you've gone to see a musical, that is very reminiscent of sitting under a stage and playing for a group that is doing the music for, you know, people acting on stage. More power so, to you. Because you don't know what's going to happen. More power <laughs> you don't know to what's going to happen. Because, like, <laughs> yeah. I would be that one person who's like, forget my job. I'm going to watch. <laughs> no, you, you can't watch. You just got to yeah. just gotta keep one eye on the conductor and one eye on your music at all times. Which is easy for me. <laughs> oh, that's so mean to yourself. <laughs> well, uh, anyway, yeah. So go back and watch it if you can. It's great. Yeah. Mm -hmm. so uh void 3.0 <gasps> oh my gosh you're changing the class finally so with the new coming year starting with witch queen mm -hmm. they are updating the light classes to the stasis subclass method so like there's going to be aspects fragments that kind of stuff mm -hmm. but they're doing one subclass element per season Mm -hmm. they're starting with void right when witch queen drops mm -hmm. so i'm excited for this as as long as why are you excited for this as long as they don't f fuck up my bubble i'm good <laughs> it, it's gonna give us a little more customization mm -hmm. they were talking about how they want to implement a few new aspects specifically for void it, it's seems like they're going to be making a few things universal. Mm -hmm. They're taking some of the negative as you know status effects from various abilities for Void mm -hmm. and some of the positive stuff like, you know, it, they're taking suppression or invisibility and devour and that's what they're basing it all around. For Sentinel Titan, they were talking about an aspect called Overwatch. Uh, cast a void-empowered barricade to grant a void overshield to yourself and nearby allies. The empowered barricade slowly regenerates the void overshield of allies bunkering behind it. I like how they're going into the fantasy of protecting your team. Yeah. Because that that's the whole idea of Void Titan, is that you are that shield. Mm -hmm. So they're doubling down on it and i'm enjoying that aspect yeah i do like the warlock one um child of the old gods 
<laughs> you summon a sentient black hole. So you know me. I have my Andes. My Andes are my arc buddy. Um, they're named Andes. If you call them anything else, I'm very offended. And, you know, I have my Patricks, which are my little time buddies on my um, No Time to Explain. So between the two, I have two buddies already. So now if I have one person using Andes and I have my No Time to Explain, now I can cast my Rift to summon a sentient black hole, which hovers at my side waiting for a target. It will launch itself at enemies, then begin siphoning their energy and weakening them, refunding their life force back to you as either grenade and melee energy if I'm using a healing rift or health if I'm using an empowering rift. So I can now have a sucky buddy. I need to name him something. Oh, my. I know, right? (laughs) (laughs) Defeating enemies who are being suffered by the child will refund some rift energy. So I have that. And then I also have um, my my little like turret, which my friend Mandy, who I, I have not run with in a while, but who is also namer of Andy's. She has decided that the turret's name is Bucky, which I don't like the name Bucky, but she named him Bucky because it's uh, the Winter Soldier and it's frozen. So. That's why she named it that. Oof. I know, right? <laughs> oh, that's a good one. Right? So um, we'll have to come up with a name for the void ones. But um, if you have a bunch of warlocks running together, you're going to have so many just like little buddies running around with you. It's going to be stupid. Ooh. Now- <laughs> that's, what I'm, that's what I'm getting out of this. I would love to see all the buddies just like stack up. That's going to be horrendous. If you have three people running buddies, it's it's going to be really bad for the other team. If you have like three people running three different buddies, plus all three of them have no time to explain. Like, I don't want to be the other team. Right. <laughs> like, they just get a sight of you and team. already you're like frozen mm-hmm. and dead. <laughs> Not just that, yeah. but if you have, um, if you have one per, if you have the arc person, either if you have them running, um, getaway artists, they can just like create a buddy wherever they want because they create sentient buddies. Yeah. Which then, if you drop your art, if you drop your rift after you create a sentient buddy, everyone gets sentient buddies, which are powered up arc buddies. They're not normal arc buddies. They're like super juiced arc buddies. Which are better than normal arc buddies. And and just getting a little sidetracked, um, mm-hmm. getting back mm-hmm. on topic, just so yeah, that yeah, yeah. you know hunters aren't left out. They're getting yeah, an aspect. Hunters. They're getting an aspect called stylish executioner, defeating a yes. weakened, suppressed, or volatile target grants invisibility and true sight. After performing a stylish execution, your next melee attack while invisible weakens enemies because they need wall hacks to be able to do anything and invisibility yeah (laughs) it's okay we understand that they need those crutches to be able to play the game oof sorry hunters i needed to say something because i feel like really just weak compared to you oof 
question mark speaking of crutches i saw plenty of them this weekend in the trials of savathun oh yeah jeez louise how did trials feel now that trials is out i didn't get stomped as badly in the first day mm-hmm. as i normally do um yeah since then I've only played for two small sessions and I've gotten my ass handed to me. I will keep, um, I keep holding that Friday is always the best day to play trials, which is why I always jumped in on Friday nights with my friends, but I'm always a really hard carry when I play with them. I was always like their warm up carry because they're like, if we can carry you, we can carry anybody. And I'm like, that's really Oof. mean, but understandable. Ow yeah i feel the same they always they always say that to me i i feel the same but my friends are also really mean so (laughs) (laughs) um i played with people who all had flawless cards that they didn't want to wipe and had games on it afterwards completed and i my card was empty so i got pub stomped the entire time uh it was very brutal so for me it was a normal trials weekend (laughs) um (laughs) but without the benefit of having my normal people gotcha so this is very rough for me i was able to get up to six wins that's amazing you have more wins than i did like we i i lost my mercy and we had an extra loss on top of that Mm -hmm. like right around the five win mark yeah but we were just like you know what let's just keep going we got an, an extra win, and then I was developing a, a migraine. No. So I was like, I, I need to call it. But it, it it feels so rewarding now. It does. I ended up with three weapons and the entire Titan armor set. Really? The entire set. Holy shit. <laughs> I'm so happy. I'm so happy. This is the thing that I love. So... There have been a lot of people complaining that they're like, it's not prestigious anymore. Like tons of people are getting to the lighthouse. Like I hate this. And I'm like, to all those people who are saying that, screw you. Like go back and stop gatekeeping. Stop gatekeeping fun shit. Like this is not a competitive game. This isn't rainbow six. There are not giant, like $250,000 competitions. This isn't halo esports. Right. Like, this isn't a legitimately, this isn't, this, this, there's not like million dollar competitive, whatever. Name me a competitive esports game. This is not that. To th- okay. This is destiny. Get over yourselves. To the people that say that, that say, you know, it's not prestigious anymore and they hate it, go back to Call of Duty or something. Go play something go else. Go play something else. We don't, I don't, we, we don't want you here. I don't here. want you here. I do not want you here. Like, go play League of Legends. Okay. Like, you want a competitive game? Go play League of Legends. Find yourself an esports team. They have, you know, $250,000 pools, $500,000 pools. Go play that. You know, if you want to be competitive. They train for months, all day, every day for that. To go win. Like, get out of Destiny. I do not want you here. Like, your negativity can go fuck right off. See, my thing is, the people that are getting to the lighthouse now, I am thrilled for them. Because they 
fought tooth and nail to get there. Not only that, but like a lot of them have never been before. Yeah. And I'm seeing like I'm seeing groups that are posting all of their pictures and they're like, did you know there are pigeons there? And I'm like, yes, those are saints pigeons. Aren't they cute? (laughs) Exactly. I am so happy for everybody and everyone's getting loot. And I love that everyone is getting loot. Exactly. And I love that everyone is excited to play and it is good. It is so good for the player base that everyone is jumping in and I want it to be like this. Now, the thing that we need is to keep it like this. Yeah, exactly. That's going to be the tricky part. That's what I'm worried part. about. That's what I'm worried about. I'm worried that in a month it's not going to be like this. Because like Battle Eye is as good as it is. It is simply preventative and yeah it auto bans but even in like the upper echelon of like i said rainbow six and Tarky and everything else you still see cheaters and it's just like it just prevents you the people who don't know how to get around it yeah like it's very easy to get around battle eye and i'm really sorry to say that like it's not hard i'm sorry so people who are doing recubs know how to get around it already and that's just the way it is but i mean i'm hoping that because it's easier to get loot now and it's so rewarding that you're not going to need a recov right like like honestly yeah i i I haven't ever been to the lighthouse in d2 at least right but like i i got so much loot this weekend that i don't mind right like i mean i would still love to now that you can, I love that you can choose your reward. Yes. And it's not expensive. The The only way that you can choose the reward is that you have to have it have dropped before. Yeah. But I mean, for me, I had all the, I had everything already. Right. And and I only had like two or three weapons. Mm-hmm. So like I was looking at everything and I, Initially, I was like, wait, you can get a, an adept weapon by just using a trials engram? What the hell? And then it, the next time I actually went, I read a little more carefully and it says must have unlocked in your collections first. Mm-hmm. So you have to have it have dropped before, before you can actually start focusing those engrams. I'm just excited that I have gotten so much loot from it. Mm-hmm. You know, and and I'm going to be jumping in next weekend because, you know, I'm trying for that lighthouse run and I I want to get more reps so that I can I can get that reset. I can get more trials and grams like I am looking forward to actually playing trials. And that's weird coming from a PVE guy. I know. And I love it. I love that people are having fun. Like, I don't I don't know. I mean, I had fun jumping in with Sam, who is Mike, my destiny BFF, who I have not played with in over a year, really. Like we've we've played kind of on and off with each other, but we've not played like serious like PvP stuff together. And we hopped into trials with each other. He was one of he was he's the one with like the flawless card and like eighteen wins on it afterwards. Jeez. <laughs> and uh, yeah. Sam just was just like absolutely out of control (laughs) and 
Um, Sam is very good at PvP, even though he's like very humble about it. And he's a sniper, and I haven't played with a sniper in a long time because the people I usually play with now um, are like shotgun rushers. And so I, that's my usual play style now is very high risk, high reward. And so falling back in and playing with Sam was like, it took me kind of one game to figure it back out. But then like, it was like no time had passed because I had that's played awesome. with him for so long. And it was really like, we didn't, we, we didn't do very well because there was just like, there's no way I haven't played with him in so long, but it was really kind of about the people like play, like who you're playing with and less about like for me at least less about winning um yeah and so i'm just like i've had more fun playing with people than actually getting wins on cards i think and and i think a lot of that is also thanks to crossplay yeah everyone i've played with this weekend has not been on pc they've all been on xbox I have not played with a single PC person this weekend in my fire team. They've all been on console. Jeez. Or PlayStation. Yeah. The magic of crossplay. Right? I feel a little bit bad that I pulled them into like the PC lobby. <laughs> I don't think but Sam really He didn't care. Yeah. <laughs> but everyone else I played with was all on console and they're like, Wow, everyone on PC plays really fast. And I'm like, Yeah, I'm so sorry. <laughs> but yeah it was um it was fun i had a really good time it was it was really about playing with the people it was good that's good yeah i look forward to next weekend i do too mm -hmm. uh so um the very next thing we got i switched away from the oh we're gonna have to yeah we're gonna have to start doing something a little bit differently i think starting this week you want to talk about that yeah so to give our, our listeners a little bit of a, I guess, a warning, um, what we're going to be doing now is we're actually going to be incorporating the weekly story into our twoggle. Don't worry, we're not actually diving into the lore book itself or anything yet, but we're incorporating just the general like quest and cutscenes of like what's happened. And it's going to be a week behind because of how we record and release. Mm -hmm. So even though this is actually releasing in week four of the season, we're talking about week three. Right. That being said, uh, the, the very first week, and, and this is purely so we can actually just catch up and stay current. Um, right. The very first week, it was the start of the season, so Mara returned. Osiris was revealed to be her. I like how you have the bitch queen in our notes. <laughs> what is wrong with you? It's her. Come on. I know, but come on. <sighs> so yeah, Osiris was revealed to be Savathun all this past year. Ever since Beyond I Light. I did say that if it was going to be her, it would have been her since he died or since we lost Sagira. That that was when it was going to be her. Did I not? Did I not call that? Oh, you did. 
but now like yay one point for orchid for orchid i said for orchid <laughs> i mean orchid like yeah <laughs> sometimes um only a weekend oh god but no like it, it also brings up a lot of other possibilities you know was imolent actually a report from osiris you know was it from osiris's perspective or was it a story that savathun told to explain away why she didn't have a ghost could sagira still be alive no i think sagira's dead right like i'm still in that camp that imolent was factual but yeah it raises the question because at this point we can't trust anything and this is why I don't like this because, and this this is this is why I think Savathun is lazy storytelling, and we've gone over this before. And it's because it calls into question too many things, and it says, "Okay, well then, if it's not been Osiris all this time, then what is real and what isn't real?" And while you think that might be clever, it's not. It just makes you go, okay, well then, what's the point? There's a... Like, there's, there's there's a suspension of disbelief, and then there's just like, uh, okay, well then, I'll just have to fucking wait until, you know, you give me something. There's a certain point that, like, it it crosses from clever to just lazy. and Or I, I won't say lazy, I'll say annoying. Because, like... If this was a seasonal story mm -hmm. where it was like, oh, hey, Savathun was only, you know, Osiris for this one season, then it's like, okay, you know, we can do something about that. But it's been time after time after time that they've relied on Savathun for, you know, oh, it's her trickery. At this point, it's, it's, I'm getting tired of it. It's always her trickery. Like, come up with something else. Like, let it be Zivu Arath's trickery. Well, and and at this point, like, I'm just I'm so over Savathun that I can't wait for Witch Queen just so we can end that part. And I'm just afraid that we're not going to. Maybe Oryx isn't actually done. I I mean, like, I was ready for you know, like the entity to come and have Savathun be on our side at that point. It would be nice. Because, like, oh, like, Savathun isn't actually bad, and the entity is actually the thing we're fighting, because, or the entity is coming to warn us, because the darkness isn't actually bad, because the Traveler is actually the bad guy, because everything we know is wrong, because th this fucking game, like, question mark. Right. And, like, that would be in my opinion that would be clever but the way they're using savathun it, it's just it feels redundant it feels lazy i'm just i'm over it <laughs> i don't know i mean like if the entity made the traveler let's say i'm just spitballing this isn't actually a thing and like it's coming to retrieve it because it shouldn't have gotten out and it's doing a lot of damage and it's like oh well i have to kill everything now because like it shouldn't have done any of this and the darkness was coming to warn us of the entity is coming like i'm here to warn you which is why it's always like the pilot fish of the actual bad 
Right. Yeah. Like, like if that actually like would make sense. That would be cool. And then the hive is like, we actually figured this out already. We're not actually the bad guys. This is why we worship the darkness because the darkness actually isn't bad. And and I think that's part of what the story has been this past year is that just because it's dark doesn't mean it's evil. Yeah. And just because it's light doesn't mean it's good. But all of this is bullshit because it's not in the story. It's just me making stuff up. So continue. What happened week two? <laughs> Nothing. Question mark? I don't remember. Stuff happened. It was literally a quest where Mara's like, oh, hey, something's controlling the Taken, but it's not Savathun. Maybe it's Zivu. Wasn't Zivu a wrath? Doesn't Zivu control it now? Well, Mara specifically says like something to the effect of maybe it's Zivu or maybe it's it's the original master. What? I missed that part. The original master? Isn't that... Isn't that Oryx? And, and she says, not Oryx. Oh. I know you have reservations about my arrangement with Savathun. I feel it in your heart. For all her clever machinations, the Witch Queen did not anticipate your success in stopping Quiria or the Endless Night. Her schemes unravel, and now she needs my protection from Zivu Arath, from the Worm Gods, from you. I have already learned much by observation. The Taken pursued her here. Taken she once controlled. Taken that now serve a new master. Or, if Savathun is to be believed, their original master. Not her brother, Oryx, but something far older. She fears it. It commands Zivu Arath to conquer the ascendant space surrounding the Dreaming City. To use the Taken in her campaign against us, for now. Savathun claims that without the Taken, she cannot break the curse she placed on the Dreaming City. She thinks she can entice me with these half-truths and secret temptations but she underestimates the lengths to which I will go to correct the past. And that's all that Mara says. Uh, then you go do Astral Alignment, you go do Shattered Realm, and then you come back and talk to Savathun, and she hints at a higher entity. So nothing too exciting happened, but there were mentions to an older master for the Taken, and something being higher than just the traveler and the pyramid ships the entity was also mentioned um back in the captain's log presage um in presage yeah but in captain's log the lore book yeah back in like chapter six or something which i only know because i added it all that with rendell <laughs> there there were also lines from osiris you know, Savathun as Osiris, talking about the entity and how there's a distinction between that and the darkness. And then there's also some scannables uh, that talk about, you know, the entity. Yeah. So the entity itself was mentioned um, after they go through kind of the black hole portal thing where Mars used to be. The entity is what... Um, they tried to talk to like through the scorn on the other side of that like nothing portal thing and there's nothing there like nothing is capitalized and nothing yeah the the anomaly so they tried to speak to it on the other side of the anomaly or callus tried to because callus is a fanboy yeah with the yeah with the crown of sorrow yep 
because you know Callus loves to he loves this weird yeah weird shit fucking callous <laughs> anyway week three um petra and mara uh told crow that you can't talk to sabathun no yep and crow um and crow's like why you can't tell me what to do i'm crow <laughs> you're not my mom like i like the fact that he's defiant against mara just because like knowing their past right but at the same time but she was so subservient to her before uh, yeah it, like she would even just look his way and he was like all right what do you need me to do whereas now he's he's defiant of her i mean it, even mara calls it out that he is still codependent mm -hmm. but that codependence has shifted right i'm interested to see where this the crow's story specifically plays out because he's supposed to be getting a new fire team soon yeah he's supposed to be with mithrax's old fire team mm -hmm. which is what we found on the solstice shotgun compass rose yep that was what was mentioned so hopefully that will continue or that they'll actually be on that shotgun or that that will actually happen from what we read on the shotgun but uh the thing that worries me that petra also mentioned that he's very susceptible to that kind of manipulation from Savathun because it was the same manipulation that he went through with Mara also. Yeah. Because he is two sides of the same coin, he and Aldrin. Because even though he has changed becoming a guardian, he is still the same person and has still some of the same traits. And we've seen that as he's grown as a guardian, like some of those traits that he had as Aldrin kind of shine through still yeah and when we did the forsaken prince we saw that some of those traits that would make him a good guardian yep that we saw those traits in him um if you want to listen to those episodes go back and find them i don't know what episodes those were episodes 52 53 and 54 awesome it's a long time ago hey those were some those were my first episodes yeah Ooh, it was a long time ago <laughs> but yeah he is he had a lot of the makings of a good guardian when he was aldrin even if i didn't want to admit it <laughs> yeah he's kind of grown into his own and like but he's still very easy to manipulate i think he is and i think his sister knows that and Savathun definitely knows that. And and that's that's why I'm I'm interested to see where his story goes. Yeah. Because I I personally want to draw those parallels or, you know, draw that same line on the same character, you know? Cuz even though it's the same body, is the personality going to be exactly the same or is it going to shift? And I mean, we do see some of the the some of his personality traits have have become different like he's got the gallows humor that hunters do it's gonna be fun to see where it goes i know i'm looking forward to it yeah but you know what else i'm looking forward to just the lore network ad absolutely mm. tickle my ear holes please the lore network Have you ever wished that someone could just read you the lore? 
Destiny Lore audio file may be just the podcast you've been looking for. Join us as we bring the stories of Destiny to life, with straight readings of your favorite lore, with no analysis or commentary, or as we breathe life into these tales with acting, sound effects, and music. Currently, you can find Destiny Lore audio file on Podbean, Spotify, and iTunes at Destiny Lore audio file. Audiophile is spelled with a PH instead of an F. You can find both readings and radio dramatizations of selected lore books and web lores by talented voice actors from the Destiny community. Episode releases will be announced from our Twitter pages, at HeyIt'sOrchid and at RendellZevis, so be sure to follow and subscribe so you don't miss a single performance. See you there. Tickle my ear holes. Did you just say pickle my ear holes? I said tickle. I'm sorry, I'm deaf in one ear. It sounded like you said pickle. Toki, did he say pickle my ear holes? I don't even know what that means. Brief intro to the topic. (laughs) These entries. Would you have to put a pickle in an ear hole or would you actually like put brine in it? These entries are found on the new Trials of Osiris armor set. Uh-huh. The armor can be obtained from, you guessed it, Trials. That thing that everyone's doing this weekend. Yeah. <laughs> huh? And this is going to be the very first episode of our arc for Shiura. We're going to be starting with the Hunter armor and progressing through different armor sets. And we're going to be including a little lore for weapons that continue the story. Yes. So you want to kick it off? I would love to. How did you know? All right, this is the Pyrrhic Ascent Mask. The flavor text reads, From the first whisper, I knew it spoke truth. Aisha, human hunter. Simulation reconstruction log, LA0201 Mercury. Flames roll up the front windscreen of a classic AF-V2 Octavian on its entry to Mercury's thin atmosphere. Aisha has done this jump hundreds of times. Feet propped up on the console, she allows autopilot to carry her into the lighthouse. We shouldn't just leave her behind, Omen says over the comms. Aisha motions with one finger to her ghost, who opens an audio channel back to her fire team member Shira's jump ship. Not our call, Shay. Agree or disagree, we're a united front, Aisha replies. Then act like it, Shayara fires back. Aisha folds her hands behind her head and rolls her eyes towards the top of her cockpit, venting her frustration with a prolonged sigh. It's Sloane's choice. They've had this conversation too many times now. You know how she is. If she's declining evac, there's no force in the system that'll uproot her. Stay, go, it's her choice. Eight seconds until we're in transmat range. Aisha's ghost interrupts, trying to cut the tension. He indicates the directional telemetry on the console with a flick of his monocular blue eye. She gently pushes the ghost out of her face with a brush of her fingers. Leaders make mistakes. Shira's voice crackles over the comms as the fire of re-entry clears from Aisha's windscreen, revealing the sandy geometric modeling of Mercury's surface. 
We're in transmat range, Aisha's ghost chirps. She waves her hand at him dismissively. Zavala doesn't see it. He's trying to do the work of two vanguard leaders right now. I'd... Shay's words are cut off as Aisha's body discorporates into a whirling matrix of light and energy. Aisha rematerializes within the exterior courtyard of the lighthouse. Her exo companion, Reed Seven, is already waiting, arms crossed. Believe for a minute that's all we could have done! Shayura finishes as she transmats in an electrical blast. She is incandescent with anger, waves of golden fire lapping at the sides of her face. Sloan made her choice, Aisha shouts, following Reed toward the lighthouse with as much heated intensity as Shira. The commander asked her to fall back, and she didn't. Don't pin this on him. Shira pivots to stare at Aisha, the fire building around her discharges in an upward blast. If he wants to lead, he should be willing to take criticism for his decisions. Hey, is all Reed Seven needs to say. The bright red exo shifts his posture awkwardly but stands his ground. Aisha and Shira are both silenced by the clap of his rebuke. Reed lifts a hand to the back of his neck. Can we do this later, please? Shira and Aisha afford each other a brief, tempered look. Shira puts down her conversational weapons and draws her sword. She points it at a group of guardians across the windswept courtyard outside the lighthouse. Fine. Aisha agrees, reluctantly. Anything to end this conversation. So this actually gives us a little bit of, of insight into when this is happening. Mm -hmm. It's right after the anomaly. Mm -hmm. You know, the, the four anomalies happened. Mm -hmm. So this is after um, Beyond Light came out. Right. And that's what they're referring to with you know, it's Sloane's choice. Right. She chose to stay on Titan. Mm -hmm. Sloane chose to stay and we lost Sloane and they're blaming Zavala. Zavala doesn't see it. He's trying to do the work of two Vanguard leaders right now. And I mean, they're right. Sloane or Zavala is doing the work of two Vanguard leaders because he's doing Cade's work too. Like they're not wrong in what they're saying. It's just... Both sides have merits. You know, Sloane chose to disobey and stay on Titan. Right. And Zavala is trying to take up as much as he can, you know, trying to do work for, for two Vanguard leaders. Which makes it really, it makes it really hard. And especially for people who need that support um like guardians that need that support because it, it's hard for everybody people have lost people on titan like sloan meant a lot to others yeah um i should say for a second that we've chosen to read these lore cards in this order on purpose for people who've read these armor pieces before and you know shire's story we're saving her story for last, like her perspective for last, on purpose. So bear with us. Yep. We're doing it this way on purpose. This is a, this is a choice. Absolutely. Uh, the only other thing that I want to cover is just the fact that these entries came out in Season of the Chosen. So everything that happened in Season of the Splicer did not happen yet. 
So there actually is, you know, a governing body for the city that is not just the Vanguard. Right. The factions are still yep. a thing. There's the Vanguard. and Yeah. But that being said, uh, I'm going to read the next one. Awesome. Pyrrhic Ascent Grasps. The flavor text reads, I could have done more. Should have done more. Aisha, Human Titan. Simulation Reconstruction Log, LA-02-03. Bazaar, The Tower, Last City. Within the tented enclosure of their tower-based enclave, Shayura and Aisha sit on crimson, vermilion, and gold cushions scattered around a circular table. The setting sun burning bright at their backs through icy encrusted trellis. A handful of colorful decorations for the Festival of the Lost hang overhead, with more being set up outside. An anchor of community in the wake of a tumultuous time. How's today feeling? Aisha asks, sitting forward with her elbows on her knees. Shaira doesn't answer. Aisha watches Reed Seven stand in line at a food kiosk across the way. Did you talk to Ikora yet? She tries again. The warlock rakes her fingers through her hair and sighs, slouching down so that her forehead rests against the tabletop. No, Shaira finally responds. I will. I'm sorry. Hey, no, Aisha says, scooting over enough so that she can put a reassuring hand on Shaira's shoulder. Don't. We've all been through a lot. I should have paid attention to how hurt you were before we went into the match. I'm sorry we fought. I'm sorry I yelled at you. Shaira regards Aisha from the corner of her eye. She turns away and lets her hair fall like a curtain to hide her face. Can guardians be unfit for duty? Shaira wonders, her voice muffled by the table. Aisha isn't sure how to respond. I mean... I don't know if I'm okay, Shaira admits without lifting her head. Aisha leans in and puts an arm around her friend's shoulders. It's okay not to be okay, Aisha says. That's why you should talk to Ikora. She knows. She understands. Shayura is quiet again. Aisha peeks over the arch of Shayura's back and spots Reed carrying a collection of steaming mugs in his large hands. Drinks, Reed says, setting down the mugs on the table. Aisha offers Reed a supportive but strained smile in return. Careful, Reed notes as she reaches out for a mug. They're hot. There's cinnamon in yours, he says to Shira. She gives him a thumbs up without lifting her head off the table. Aisha offers Reed a wordless look of concern and shakes her head. Their talk had not gone well while he was away. I know you're upset about Sloan, Reed says. But you know the commander has done all he can. We've done all we can. Don't blame yourself for... Thanks, Shaira says without looking up. She sits up enough to grab her mug with two hands and drags the piping hot cider over to herself. 
She slouches over the mug, breathing in the aroma of cinnamon, honey, apples, and cloves. Her eyes drift shut, and, for a moment, she seems more herself. Aisha and Reed take a moment to breathe. Give Shira time to breathe. I know, Shira finally says in a small, guilty voice. I'm sorry. It's hard to tell if she's talking about Sloane or about her behavior in general. You don't need to apologize to us, Reed says with a look to Aisha, who nods back in support and affirmation. You should apologize to Leica and his ghost. It was Titan, Shira finally explains without looking up from her mug. Reed and Aisha look at each other, but neither interrupts. They let Shira reach that point at her own pace. I was back on Titan. Like when we were lightless, surrounded by Hive. There was this night, no matter how many times I killed him, he kept coming back. I should have died out there. But you didn't, Aisha says, reaching out across the table to take Shira's hand, giving it a reassuring squeeze. We got our light back, and... What happens when the darkness closes in? Shaira asks. Though she knows neither Reed nor Aisha have the answer. Will she be lightless again? Alone? Reed and Aisha share a look, and the Exo reaches across the table, laying one of his large hands atop Shaira's hand that Aisha holds. I'm going to re-say that one. Reed and Aisha share a look, and the Exo reaches across the table, laying one of his large hands atop Shaira's hand that Aisha holds. Reed's silence is stability, and Aisha smiles across the small distance to him in thanks. The three fire team members are all the family they have, and in this moment of weakness, Aisha has to hope that family is enough to make it through the darkness. Or, failing that, Enough to make the journey worth taking. That's a lot to take in. Should we start at the beginning and work our way down? <laughs> yeah. So it seems like they're like working through a lot of emotions from, especially from losing their light. We never, like we've taught, we've talked about it in other podcasts, in other episodes about like what kind of trauma is that to lose your light um, but I'm going to take this back to Captain's Log because Katabasis and Gilgamesh have the same kind of trauma of going back to what was it like to lose your light during the Red War? Because not everyone was like us where we had our light, but no one else did. Right. And so what was it like for these lightless guardians to suddenly be mortal and have that fear of death suddenly? And not be able to fight back. Right. These are the kind of stories that I was hoping that Vanilla D2 would have dove into. Right. But they didn't. They did for all of maybe a mission and a half for us. Right. Because this is some, some like, th this is a deep concept. Because, like, as Guardians, we just constantly throw our bodies at issues. Right. And like we've gotten to that point, and and th there's a couple Iron Banner entries this season about 
this kind of thing. But like at a certain point, you just stop thinking and counting the deaths. You just you just keep going with mm-hmm. it. And when everybody lost their light, they had to change how they thought. They had to change like it it's it almost was like a part of them got stripped away. Right. So it, like I could, I could see a lot of psychological issues of like phantom limb. Mm-hmm. Like they go to to reach for the light and they they just can't. Yeah, it's not there. They're suddenly <laughs> in a situation where they're trying to get their their super and they don't have it, or or they're right. suddenly just overwhelmed, or maybe they're asleep and they suddenly wake up and they're in their super or something like just like how do you deal with something like that? I have no. I have I have no context right. for it because I've never been in war or in a situation where like I've had that kind of thing happen. Right. I I had I don't have it either. So, like I can't imagine the absolute like pain that they're going through. Like everyone has some sort of trauma that they carry with them through their life. Yep. Not to discount anyone's trauma because we all have it and and that's just what happens the older you get you just you carry baggage with you um and yep. thankfully like now in where we are now at least in the 21st century and like millennials and and younger like at least our generation and younger generations um are better at talking about it and it's more acceptable to talk about it I know like my parents are very much just like trauma. We don't talk about that. Like that doesn't exist. You have problems. Problems are not a thing. Like we don't talk about those. We don't have problems. We don't talk about those like abuse. That's never happened in this house. (laughs) What are you talking about? Okay, cool. Neat. All right. (laughs) Fine. Um, but all of this like screams trauma to me and mm-hmm. like they at least this fire team is so closely knit that they can they can just sit together and sometimes that's what you need is you need that comfort and he knows like reed knows the kind of drinks that that she likes he knows that she likes hers with cinnamon and they know that they can just sit together they've been with each other long enough that they know those comforts that's exactly what i was gonna say they know the comforts that they need sometimes that's all you need is a friend you know and and it's not about the family that's blood it's about the family you find right and even like Sometimes you have friends in Discord and you've had a bad day and you're like, can I just sit in a call with you and like not say anything? Yeah. Like, I'll just sit with you quietly. Just just need to be with somebody. Now, I've I've got a few specific things I want to point out. Please do. This gives a specific mm-hmm. timeline because they mention a handful of colorful direct decorations for festival of the lost hang overhead hey so this is happening in in october Mm -hmm. about a year ago 
That is about when we got new armor, too. So the way this is reading, it makes it sound like Beyond Light actually came out when it was supposed to. Mm-hmm. So Beyond Light didn't release in November. It, it got released in right. September. It, it was just, that was something interesting I, I mm-hmm. saw. So they keep bringing up Sloan. Yeah. And my mind is trying to make the connection there. The only things that I can really think of are that Sloan was her commanding officer mm-hmm. or Sloan was her girlfriend. Because mm-hmm. it sounds like they were extremely close. Because, like, why else would that be a point? You know? Since I've read the warlock robes, I won't say anything. Okay. So that's going to be something coming up. Uh-huh. So keep that yeah. in mind, listeners. So if you've not read if you've not read this <laughs> set, there's a reason why Sloan keeps coming out. Mm-hmm. Okay. Those were just the few things that I I pointed out and or I picked out and thought were interesting yes. to talk or uh interesting mm-hmm. points. Okay. Should I read the next one? Absolutely. Cool. All right. This is the Pyrrhic Ascent Vest. The flavor text reads, When you lose your faith, you lose a part of yourself. Aisha, human hunter. Simulation reconstruction log, LA0202. Trials Arena, the lighthouse, Mercury. A seething stream of automatic weapons fire ricochets off the vibrant purple dome protecting Reed 7 and Aisha. There are only two guardians left on the opposing team. The remains of the third are scattered, smoking and sizzling. Aisha? Reed asks in concern. Flames form between Aisha's knuckles as this barrier begins to destabilize. She has the better plan. The opposing guardian pauses to reload from behind cover, and Aisha boosts straight up. Remnants of the collapsing barrier swirl around her ankles, caught on the thermal updraft. By the time the opposing guardian has noticed, both of Aisha's hands glow like the sun. A dozen knives made from condensed plasma tear through him and everything in his vicinity, leaving molten holes in their wake. The guardian collapses in a heap. Aisha lands nearby, cloak fluttering around her. Reed 7 gives her a wearied thumbs up. Did you see Shay while you were up there? Reed asks. No. She's probably playing tag with that one that keeps going invisible, Aisha says, brushing ash off her gloves. Let's go find her and finish us up. A plume of atomic fire rises up over a nearby block of Vex design, as if in direct response to Aisha. The lighthouse gives off a soft tone. The match is over. They won. A sudden scream spurs Aisha and Reed into action. The pair navigate the familiar Vex architecture quickly. The two more agonized screams ring out in time it takes to traverse the arena. When they reach the source of the noise, Aisha sees Shaira impaling another guardian through the faceplate of his helmet with her sword. His ghost shrieks in frustration, trying desperately to get between Shaira and his guardian. Shay? Aisha asks in confusion, but Shaira's only response is to rip her sword out of the dead guardian's head. Reed hangs back in stunned silence. Aisha watches until the other guardian draws breath once more, but before he can finish shouting a plea to Shaira, 
warlock cuts off his arm in one stroke and cleaves through the top of his helmet in a second. Shay, no, Aisha yells, running up to her friend. She wraps her arms around Shayra's midsection. Shayra screams like a frightened animal, lashing out with a swift slash of her sword in the direction of the guardian's corpse. Shayra, the match is over, Reed shouts, snapping back to reality. The match is over. Shayra screams as her fire team members pull her back, her voice crackling in a feral cry as flames race down her arms and swirl along the length of her blood-slicked sword. No, no, stop, no, Shayra howls, fighting against the restraints of her comrades. Aisha grabs Shayra's wrist, trying to keep her from swinging her sword again. Shay, Aisha tries to get through to her, Shay! Shayra screams an endless wail into the scalding Mercurian sky. Holy crap. Mm-hmm. That's intense. Yeah. So that's literally after a trials match. Shayara just goes off the deep end. Yep. So she has a flashback and she's lost in it and has no idea where she is and just absolutely ganks another guardian on the other team. Well, he shouldn't have teabagged her. Uh, obviously, you don't wipe your genitals on someone else's face. Right? Just don't do it. It's rude. <laughs> See, kids? Teabag and you're going to get a sword through your face. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but all joking aside, like, that, that is intense. Mm-hmm. Man. I think it's important to point out that she had no idea where she was, and her friends did their best to stop her. Like, they're as stunned... Like, her friends are as stunned. Right. Like, Reed was just... He's just like, what? Frozen. Yeah, Reed hangs back in stunned silence. So, to me, this reads as this has never happened before. Like, this isn't a regular occurrence. This is... This suddenly has happened. And to me, like, I don't know yeah. what set this off. But as someone who doesn't that, that... suffer from what appears to be PTSD, I don't know, like... You can go years without it ever being set off by anything and then suddenly just be caught in it, I think. Yeah. And and all it takes is that one trigger. Mm-hmm. And, and the dam will just yeah. break. Which is hard. Like, And especially with the fact that it, it seems like she lost herself. Yeah. Like, I don't think she knows what happened. Like, what, what do you do in that situation? Like, I think her friends did what they could. Yeah. Her fire team did mm -hmm. what they could. And and they did the best thing possible in that kind of situation. I mean, I'm not, like, a mental health professional. I wouldn't know what to do. It, right. Like, she needs to go talk yeah. to somebody. Her friends did what they could. They did the po best possible thing. Like, you know, try and minimize her doing more damage. Mm -hmm. But, yeah. It's hard. Would you like to read the next one and see what happens? Yeah. And that's the Pyrrhic Ascent Strides. And the flavor text reads, There is nowhere to run. Aisha, Human Hunter. Lord Tab reads, Simulation Reconstruction Log. LA-02-04 Tenement Building Rooftop Peregrine District Last City 
The Traveler hangs like a moon over the last city, radiating bands of sapphire light from within its cracked shell. Thousands have gathered on rooftops, crowded streets, filled balconies. They look up to the sky, staring at a spectacle never before seen, and perhaps never to be witnessed again. From their spot on a terrace, the hunter Aisha and her awoken warlock companion Shaira bear witness to the turn of the age. Do you remember Chicago? Aisha asks, unable to pry her eyes away from the traveler's silhouette. Shaira's response is a non-verbal acknowledgement. I thought we were going to die in the crypts, Aisha continues. Light ripples from the traveler, washing over the pair like foaming tides from far distant shores. Aisha closes her eyes. I remember. We all blamed the traveler. She wishes she felt more as the light touches her face. She wishes she felt anything. For bringing us back. For putting guns in our hands. For cursing us to die again and again. Shaira says nothing in return. And for the moment, Aisha does not lament that. The silence allows her to contemplate her own emptiness, her own disaffected sense of belonging to a cosmic force that doesn't understand her, nor she it. But as she opens her eyes, it is still in wonderment. The significance of the moment, what it means for the people of the city, can't be understated. Even if the long-term ramifications are clouded in doubt. I remember, Shaira finally replies. Aisha looks at her, surprised to see Shaira's focus, not on the traveler, but down on the street. I never forgot how abandoned we felt, Shaira adds, a tightness in her voice. Aisha's attention is drawn back to the traveler as it throbs like a beating heart and erupts into a blinding flash of light. Aisha braces, as if for an incoming attack, but shudders when she feels the wave of light crash against and roll past her. When it fades, Aisha sees the impossible. The Traveler, once shattered by its exertion to destroy Gaul, is now whole. The city rises up in a riotous cheer. Aisha turns to Shaira but she is gone. A moment of panic clutches at her heart. Aisha frantically looks around until she spies Shaira retreating into the jubilant crowd. Aisha watches her go, afraid that she understands what Shaira is feeling. Hollow disaffection. I really, I it kind of resonates with me, their comment of blaming the traveler for bringing them back putting guns in their hands and <laughs> cursing us to die again and again like holy shit yeah that's such a real feel sometimes at least like the headcanon for like my own yeah. guardian is just like Ugh. but i think that's just me in the game sometimes it's just like oh man this is so samey after a while but it is like and i i can I can understand. I mean, that. like they live for hundreds of years; they're immortal. Like, 
and you're just you're born right. with a gun in your hand and that's all you know and you die right. and you feel it every time that's rough like that is you're bo you're born into a rough life like that is hard so now this is actually taking place during the end of season event in arrivals mm -hmm. which is making me it's making me question what i said earlier about like beyond light happening it, like i i don't know the one thing i i want to touch on is do you remember chicago mm -hmm. uh so eventually we're gonna get to this but they actually mention old chicago and shayora um on the wild hunt vestment mm -hmm. nothing in the actual lore tab or at least nothing that I can see, but the actual flavor text itself. You know, I've studied the enemies of the light, and I don't know what lured us to that ruin in old Chicago and killed all those guardians, but I know it was hunting us. Mm -hmm. Shayura, Awoken Warlock. Which is, that is part of the reason why everyone thought... Um, the cutscene that we had before they revealed that the swampy nightmare was old Chicago and not Savathun's right. hooch. I mean, throne world. Well, like, honestly, who's to say they're not one and the same? Yeah. Because, I mean, we're going to need some way into her throne yeah. world. That's true. What if what if she set it down in old Chicago? She could have. I mean, honestly, it looks like Florida, but <laughs> like you've been to Chicago, it looks nothing like that. <laughs> well, Chicago's been deserted for how long? I know, but I personally wouldn't have chosen Chicago as a place, but that's me. But I mean, do you remember watching the the Traveler healing itself? Yeah, it was kind of cool. I did. I was at work. It, it was cool. But like the entire time, I just remember sitting in a party chat and everybody in party chat going, has the traveler always looked like this? Really? Hey, has the traveler always had that one piece floating around like that? And I'm and I'm sitting there like, guys, <laughs> yeah, this just shows how little attention you pay. Stop. I liked those events where you like sit together. They are fun. Yeah. Yeah, they're cool. I kind of wish that there was some kind of part of the helm. Yeah, that you could actually see the sky, because I would, because I would personally love to do a, a, like we kept getting kicked out of the tower yeah. during some of those events. So like I would love for there to be private tower instances mm -hmm. specifically for that or or whatever. And and that's why I'm saying the helm, because you can have right. a fire team of six, and that's it. Mm -hmm. You know, that is a private instance. Yeah. So, I don't know. I enjoy mm -hmm. the, the events that they have. I don't know. The, the one thing, I don't know. The, the one thing that, that strikes me at the very end is Shira's feeling of hollow disaffection. Of seeing, of seeing the traveler made whole as she retreats into the crowd. 
And I'm like, mm. yeah, I see disaffection with what? So disaffection being the loss of friendship or affection. I mean, a disaffection with the traveler, like disaffection with that makes sense. Being a guardian disaffection with just like the whole thing. Is she just like, wow, being a guardian sucks. It, I'm probably done. the whole thing. It, like, it, like I, I can see her just feeling like she's just done. Like she's. Well, I mean, like, remember what end. this meant? Like at the traveler made itself whole, but at the same time, like we lost four planets slash moons. So, I mean, like, yeah, but I mean, we lost locations, but we lost Sloan. We lost Brother Vance. Like, we lost we lost all right. of Titan. Like, we lost Mars. We lost Io. We lost Mercury. We, yeah, we lost Asher. Like... We lost Asher. I mean, we technically lost Rasputin. Right. I mean, like, Rasputin's in an engram, but we lost, like, the frame slash, like, entirety that is, like, the actual war mind itself. Like, we lost the actual war mind. Yeah. Like, we have the computer program that is the war mind. Well, yeah, and, and even then, like, I mean, like, before just that, consider we lost, we lost anyway. like, the infrastructure that is the war mind. Like, that's, that's a big blow. Yeah. I mean, we still have, like, Charlemagne, sort of. Yeah. Not really. And, and... And I, I'm, I I agree. Like, mm -hmm. we lost all those locations, all that history, all those major things about those locations. Yeah, we lost some of the vendors. Yeah. So like, there's still all that loss. The traveler becoming whole again was kind of like the hope, the one little drop of hope in all of that. Was, I mean, yeah, it was hope, but it was a cosmetic hope because we still had the pyramid ships were still here. Like the darkness is still here. Like, right. It's like, yeah, that's why I'm saying a drop of hope of darkness. Because yeah, there, there was still like, an ocean of shit. It's putting. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, it's I don't know, I was it it's like putting like one drop of white out into like a bucket of black paint. So yes. I mean like congratulations. Exactly. Good job, guys. So I can yeah. And and that's exactly it. Like it there was so little like there was so much going wrong at that point. You know, we'd already lost Rasputin. We were about to lose all the planets. And it was a, a hollow... It, like, it, it was an event that it was trying to be, you know, hopeful. But there was so much going wrong that it's like... After looking at the event, you're like... Yeah. Okay, but we've still got all this shit to deal with. So, like, I understand her feeling of hollow disaffection. I get it. Yeah. I can too. Yeah. I mean, I understand like the riotous cheer that the, the city rises up in. 
like because I did too like I was very excited for it like I was excited for the nostalgia of D1 and having that whole traveler because it is nice to see but then again like I do like yeah. looking on certain um on certain crucible maps that they've not fixed the um the skybox is still a shattered traveler like if you look up the traveler is not fixed so no it's not but it's a simulation <laughs> anyway shall i read the last one no all right this is the pyrrhic ascent cloak yes the flavor text reads we can't ever go back to the way things were aisha human hunter simulation reconstruction log la0205 simulated lighthouse the tower last city there's still snow in the cockpit of my jump ship Aisha says after she appears in a crackling wave of latticework from the subordinate Vex Conflux now running simulations of the lighthouse from the safety of the tower. Is that why you're late? Reed Seven asks, and Aisha's chest tightens. She feigns a smile and spreads her hands, playing off her nervousness. And Shaira isn't? She jabs back. She's coming, Reed says, and then more pointedly asks, How long did you stick around the strangers' camp after we left? Aisha looks away, as if to contemplate the graphical fidelity of the lighthouse, jaws set, and shoulders tense. A couple hours, she says quietly. I moved around. House of Salvation was putting down stakes out near some Vex ruins. Wanted to make sure they didn't stick. Feeling anxious, she presses two fingers to her neck, transmatting her helmet around her head in a flash of light. Reed snorts and nods. This is weird, right? He drops the topic of Europa. Aisha isn't sure what he's on about. The simulation. Saint's little combat closet. It feels real. He continues. It is real. I mean, we are. The space is a, I don't know, magic? But me and you, the Guardians, we're all us. Aisha explains with emotion around herself. The dangers may be simulated, but that doesn't make the effects any less real. Saint wouldn't happen any other way. You didn't go to the Infinite Forest, did you? Hell no, Reed quickly admits. Couldn't pay me enough to. Can't stand the effects, he adds with a shudder. You know how you are with spiders? That's me with the Vex. Don't know why I don't care. Aisha looks down at one of her hands, fingers curling against her palm. She closes her eyes, considers Reed, and then gathers up the confidence to make a confession as Shire manifests into the simulated space mid-stride. She walks straight past Reed and Aisha towards the lighthouse. Come on. Shire's brusque entrance elicits a concerned look between Reed and Aisha, but they say nothing more on the matter. Simulation Reconstruction Log, LA-0205. Simulated Trials Arena, Simulated Lighthouse. Where's Shaira? Reed asks as he reloads the scout rifle mid-match. Aisha points down a corridor with two fingers. She's been after that awoken warlock since we started the match. I think she followed him that way, Aisha says, already breaking into a jog. It's three on one, come on. 
When they finally find Shaira, she's standing over a still living awoken guardian whose helmet has been broken, revealing one of his eyes. He stares up at her, at her fire shrouded sword. Aisha and Reed train their firearms, prepared to back Shaira up if she misses the finishing blow for the match. Reed starts to lower his auto rifle, and Aisha feels this palpable confusion as she notices Shaira's sightline isn't aimed down at the Guardian. It's aimed up at his ghost. Shay? Aisha asks, a nervous tremor in her voice. Shaira lashes out, striking the ghost with her sword and knocking it into the ground. The Guardian exhales a scream of plight, and Shaira quickly draws her sidearm and plants a round in his forehead. The ghost chirps, squawks. It is only damaged. Shaira holsters her sidearm again. Shay! Reed shouts, dropping his scout rifle and rushes over to her. This time, though, Shaira expels a blast of force from her palm that knocks Reed onto his back. Aisha's heart races. She looks back at Reed, then Shaira. Fear and doubt take control. Aisha, cl Aisha closes her eyes and chooses the unthinkable. Blue-black ice crusts over Shira's legs, snuffs out her praxic fire, and freezes her sword arm solid. Feather ice bristles off her body along with waves of visible cold. Waves of cold radiate outward from one of Aisha's extended hands. Feathery shards of crystalline growths bristle off her gauntlet. She had no choice. Aisha couldn't understand in that moment what was going through Shira's mind or how much of a betrayal this moment was. But in time, Aisha hoped her friends would come to understand and forgive her. She snaps again and kills a guardian. Like, kills kills a guardian. Yeah. Like, final kills. Final deaths a guardian. Yeah. Final death. Holy shit. Now, like, somebody mm -hmm. can say that, you know, the ghost was only damaged. Yeah. So, you know, mm -hmm. it could heal up and then revive its guardian but like yeah the damage is done like she's she's tried to final death a guardian yeah you don't really come back from that this is one of those like you can't you don't know what's going through her mind you just you come across you come across your friend and she has another guardian down on the ground and all you see is your friend trying to do a she's doing a murder like this isn't uh in a game of murder this is like a this is a a very real murder right and, and like you can understand the confusion of her teammates because this is during a trials match where the whole point is to kill other guardians but not final death kill like that's the the part mm -hmm. that actually clinches it for reed is that she was actually aiming for a ghost not the guardian yeah. himself like it's disturbing when you know that she very clearly was going for the ghost yeah like the guardian i can understand he did he teabagged her like again mm-hmm teabag and you're gonna get a sword through your face but the ghost like ghosts yeah. are not a combat target like she also is super in love with her um with her sword Damn. with her fiery sword of death oh yeah 
See now the way that she's using the fire, I'm wondering if it's the Yeah, the, I'm wondering if it's the Dawn Blade. Like, that's the Dawn it's Blade. Not, like, sword. Sola's scar. It's, it's not like an actual It's not like the trial sword. It's like her actual like sword right. from her super. Yeah. That's how I'm taking it. Which like she has her super all the time, apparently. Yeah. <laughs> right? I'm this is alarming. Maybe I this this entire hmm. like I'm wondering just reading this you don't know what she's feeling because we're not doing that one until last so you just you only get just this but um Aisha we've seen before in lore um she was the same guardian that helped um that helped out on the Reese Walker yeah. Uh, lore tab when we went over that several episodes ago when yeah, Lexi in the big city so <laughs> the she was the same one the that city. used stasis back then too um so she used stasis here um but she it looks like this is the first time she uses stasis in front of her friends and and that makes me wonder, like, yeah, this looks like this is the first time she uses stasis oh, that, in that's, front oh, of that that connection. Like, I didn't make before, so now I'm I'm like, I'm thinking back to the Reese Walker, and I'm like, okay, so mm -hmm. she openly used stasis there, right? And there was all this fear. I'm wondering, I'm wondering how that's affecting, how her, that's mentally, affecting her mentally, but here. Um, and there she was by herself and that had come out after this lore card had come out. Right. Yeah. But. Right. It did. Right. But here. It, it was an she entire was still, season. That, that was after Shara. It had gone through all of this. Um, Reed is probably, it looks like Reed's on his back. Um, like. She chooses stasis. Like she tries to, she freezes Shayera. Like completely. She had no choice. Yeah. It says so. But fear and doubt take control, and she had no choice. And she has no, she had no idea how much of a betrayal this moment was. We won't know until next week um, what is going through Reed's mind when she decides to do this. Yeah. Yep. So, yeah, next week is yep. going to be the Titan armor set, which is going to be Reed. Hmm. And um, Orchid. Shout outs. I guess a shout out. I, I played a lot of trials this weekend, so shout out to all the people I played trials with. I played with um I played with Sam and I played with Doom and I played with uh Dr. Herbivore and I played with Nudie and I played with Valores and I played with Sapphire and I played with Cakes. So thank you to all the people I played with. It was a lot of fun. So thanks for the fun. What about you? I second that. Um, I played alongside Mr. Pickles, 
Zebra Zannies. Um, I saw that uh, you had a new, a new person clan mine, playing with. Nem. I peeped at you. Yeah. Uh, I also played with my brother a little bit, and he got super frustrated with trials because he was solo queuing the majority of the time, and he it was like he kept getting the bottom of the barrel blueberries who were trying to AFK and it was just he was having a horrible mm. time so shout out to him and this is the part of the episode where we like to give special thanks the audio for this episode was produced by Rindle Zivas you can find him at Rindle Zivas the artwork and music in the episode is copyright Bungie we're able to use it under their fair use policy because they love their content creators. If you'd like to dive into Destiny lore on your own, visit ishtar-collective.net. They're the resource we use to make our show notes. Even if it's spur of the moment. And for reminders, you can find us on Twitter at guardians underscore lore, at heyitsorchid, and at i underscore m underscore elemist. You can email us at guardians underscore lore at outlook.com. You can leave us a review wherever you find the podcast. And if you do, let us know. Uh, or you can jump yep, in our Discord. The invite is down in the episode description. Hmm. Bye. So, Orchid, say goodbye. Bye. Take care. <laughs>